Well, happy Mother's Day again. <laughs> I think Mother's and Father's Day are really important days to celebrate, especially in the church, because the roles of mother and father are crucial to the faith in God's design for his people. Even outside of biological children, God calls those who are older to pour into those who are younger and teach them and guide them in his ways. So what better person to hear from on Mother's Day than a mother, right? So Aaron will be giving the rest of our message. No, I'm just <laughs> I actually did an interview with my mom. So let's go ahead. Hi, Mom. Hi. Yeah, good to see you, too. Will you say hi to everybody uh, in my congregation for me? Hi, everybody, church. <laughs> hi, Susan. I know that uh, some of you guys have met my mom before um, at women's conference and stuff like that, but just so uh, everybody's on the same page, will you kind of introduce yourself a little bit? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, well, let's see. I'm the daughter of Richard and Rosalie Lee, and uh, I was raised in Morrisville, Missouri, out by a river that feeds into the Mississippi River in Missouri. And so, think coon dogs and dirt patches and yards and leeches. You know, maybe take a bath once a week because you spend all your time in the river anyway, <laughs> catching fish and boating and all kinds of stuff. So. It was a great childhood. I had one little sister, and so the two of us are very close and just had a great, simple existence out in the country. Um, do you remember this? <laughs> I think I made it when I was five years old. I found it in my little bag. It says, Happy Mother's Day. My mom is special because she takes me places. That's what I wrote. She takes me places, and she loves me. <laughs> Yeah, that's so sweet. Yeah, I kept a lot of those things in a box for each one of you, and so, um, you know, there's probably several things in there, things that you made. I'm sure everybody would want to hear a little bit about me as a kid from my mother, so. Yeah. You were, and you still are, but you were a very sweet little boy. You were born um, an adult, I think. <laughs> because you just, you're just like this little man that, that just started cooking early and taking care of yourself early and didn't require a lot of attention from me. Um, so Josiah would go to anybody. I mean, you would go to anybody. It doesn't matter if they were the homeless guy on the street that looked scary to everybody else. You'd reach out your hand and want him to pick you up. And we had to kind of watch you real close because um, you, you know, you would just kind of go to anybody. <laughs> Some people was like, where's Josiah? So uh, one time we were at a little furniture store and a mom and dad were there with a little boy who um, obviously had some disabilities. Um, he looked a little different. Um, he was a little smaller than you. He kind of had, you know, a funny facial ex expression, you know, uh, funny facial characteristics about him that most kids would be afraid of. But you ran over to him and you said, hey, let's play. And so you guys tried out the little furniture. There was a little kid's furniture there. You played for a while. I looked over to mom and dad and they were crying. I'm sorry. 
six people lived with us for, um, you know, short seasons of their lives when they needed to be parented. And, um, and, I, and I've always been good, I think, about sitting and listening. And I'm not sure all the advice that I gave was, was taken all the time, but mm-hmm. I tried to get good advice. And, but in moment, they were loved. Well, thank you, Mom, so much for uh, coming and uh, doing this with me. And I wish you a happy Mother's Day. Bye. Do that to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so she cried when you were born. That's, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I, I probably have made her cry a couple times. <laughs> so I, I really love my mom. And I look up to her godly example. And I owe a lot of who I am today to her spiritual guidance and love in my life. So Mother's Day is something that is very important to me. But it literally applies to all of us because every single one of us as a mother. And it's true, sometimes mothers fail us and they aren't always the best people in the world to look up to. But I believe that mothers, guided by biblical principles, are a true gift to the world. And the role of motherhood is closely tied to the character of God. So to start our conversation this morning, I want to turn to Genesis chapter 1, verse 21. This is the first chapter of the first book of the Bible, and it's very important to who we are and how we got here. Genesis 1.27 says, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. This is one of the most important verses in the Bible because it tells us where we came from and how we were created. People are God's final act of creation, the masterpiece that he created in his own image. There is a lot of debate on what the term in his image means, but I think it has a lot to do with our creative nature and our ability to reason and our capacity to feel deep emotions. Now, after the fall of man, those things have been corrupted. And so we take those gifts that God gave us and we use them to rebel against him. But even in this fallen world, I believe that some of God's greatest characteristics come through and shine in humanity. So to better understand who we are and specifically who moms are, we need to look at who God is because we're created in his image. So we're going to look at Exodus 34 Moses is at the top of Mount Sinai. God speaks to Moses, and what he says is incredible. i got it up here on the screen for us. Exodus 34, 6 and 7 says, This is God speaking. The Lord, the Lord God, compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness and truth, who keeps loving kindness for thousands, forgives iniquity, transgression, and sin. God told Moses, who he was and what he was about. God wanted to make sure that Moses wrote down his qualities, and the first one that God picks to describe himself is compassion. 
Just think about that for a moment. The first quality God wants us to know about him is that he has a tender heart. He feels deeply for people. He understands their joys and their sufferings. The other so-called gods of the near Middle East were not compassionate. The, the false idols that surrounded the Israelites were not compassionate. They were prideful. They were warmongering. They were demanding of their people. They aren't real, obviously. But the myths about them and the mythology was that. And these, these fake gods, these idols, would require gruesome acts of self-mutilation or um, these kind of like horrific sacrifices just to win them over for a brief moment or to stop the wrath. But God wanted, to know his people, wanted his people to know he's different. He's compassionate. He loves them. And you might be wondering what this has to do with Mother's Day, but when we look at the word compassion in the original language, the pieces really start to fall together. So the word used for compassionate in Exodus 34 here is a word rakum. That's what it looks like in Hebrew. That's how it's spelled in English. And it just means compassionate. It's just the translation of compassionate. But the interest, interesting part is that this word is derived from rakim, which is actually the word for womb or mother. So why do you think the Hebrew language took the word for womb, the biological defining characteristic of a mother, and modified that same word to mean compassionate? Isn't that interesting that they thought mothers should be related to compassionate? It's because mothers express some of the deepest feelings of care and love in the human experience. And we even see this caring motherly quality in other animals. They're just the ones who take care of the young. And mothers are deeply connected to their children, concerned about them. They feel greatly for them. They love them in a completely unique way. Now, I didn't prompt this, but in my interview with my mom, she said that having her child, her first Amber, my older sister, not my wife. <laughs> she said that having a baby let her understood God more because then she's, she's like, it clicked. Oh, that's how God feels towards us. The same way I feel towards this baby is the way that God feels towards us. And she also said that those same feelings can come from just looking at a baby or holding a baby. And they're like this completely innocent helpless human that you need to provide for and care for. And my mom made the very point that I'm trying to make. Is that the quality of God that he feels towards his people, this deep compassion that a mother has for a child, are very similar. And I think they're even linked. And the characteristic of a mother being compassionate isn't something that we just apply to God to help us understand what's going on better. It doesn't work from humans to God. It's actually the other way. I think that God created women to have this ability. I think God gave a part of himself, this special kind of compassion, and he placed it into women. God created men and women. We just looked at that in Genesis 1. And he created them differently. Obviously, there are very obvious biological differences. But I think there's also uh, some difference beyond the physical, something that God imbues us with that sets us apart from each other. And all of it, men and women's qualities, originate with who God is. 
because we are all created in his image. So when we celebrate Mother's Day and we talk about how loving they are and how they take care of us, we're actually talking about the one who created us. And I want to encourage you as mothers, using that unique level of compassion, and just women in general, using that unique level of compassion that God placed inside of you is actually leaning into who God created you to be. And it should be celebrated, it should be exercised. Oftentimes, we think of God as this masculine protector, right? We call him the father, the one who provides and protects. And he is, he is that. He is our father who provides and protects. But we often don't think of him doing motherly things, but he definitely does. Turn with me to the book of Isaiah, chapter 49. In this chapter, God is speaking to the nation of Israel. And he's telling them about his plans to bring salvation to the entire world. He also wants to remind them that he's going to rescue them from Babylon. So in verse 14, God makes a statement reminding Israel of who he is and his promises to them. But Zion said, the Lord has forsaken me, and the Lord has forgotten me. Verse 15. This is what God says. Can a woman forget her nursing child and have no compassion on the son of her womb? Now, that's actually the very same word that we just looked at. He uses compassion and then womb. Those are like pretty much the exact same words. Even these may forget, but I will not forget you. God says, I'm like a mother to you, and you are like a child to me. Just a few chapters earlier in Isaiah 46, we won't look at it, but God says he birthed Israel. He raised them. He created them as his child. And God, just like a human mother, cares for her baby and does not forget them. But God takes it up a notch. He says, even in the unlikely scenario that a mother does forsake her child, I will not forget you. God takes mothering to the whole next level, like the eternal promise that I'm always going to be here for you. I'm always going to be compassionate and loving and taking care of you no matter what. All of what we looked at today here points to the truth. That mothers are an important part, are important, excuse me, and that the act of mothering originates in God. The God who loves us, who has compassion on us and cares for us. And mothers, and I'm going to just say all other women, play a very important role in Scripture. And oftentimes, women are the ones who are the most faithful, the ones who are the most steadfast, the ones who are the first to believe. Take, for example, Mary, who we've been watching in The Chosen. She is the first who came to Jesus. She, she was rescued from her demons. She was liberated. And she followed Jesus faithfully. Another interesting example um, of mothers having a very important role in Scripture is mentioned in 2 Timothy 1.5. So, in this passage, Paul is writing a letter to Timothy, and he mentions Timothy's faith. Look at this. For I am mindful of the sincere faith within you. So Paul's saying, I see that you're a true believer, which first dwelt in your grandmother, Louis, and your mother, Eunice. I am sure that it is within you as well. So see this. This is very interesting. Paul, Paul looks 
at Timothy's faith and his faithfulness, and he says, that came from your grandmother. And then that came from your mother. It was passed down to you. I think that brings in reality the people who I know. My mothers, my mom specifically biologically, but my other spiritual mothers who have passed down their faith to me, who have been faithful over the years. Mothers of all types, biological, adoptive, spiritual, play a significant role in the perpetuation of our faith. And they are quite literally living examples of faithfulness. The Pew Research Center shows that women make up the majority of Christianity and are 12% more likely to have a dedicated faith than men. Now, I'm not sure how they can quantify that. But I, I think it's true that women in general tend to be more steadfast believers. So I just want to take a moment and say to all the women of this church and to my mother, if you're watching live or you're listening later, and to all the mothers of all kinds, I want to say thank you for your continued love and compassion and faithfulness. We literally wouldn't be here without you. So this week, I want you to remember these simple things. Number one, being a mother is more than just biological. Although many women do have their own children, but adopting and spiritually guiding those who are younger than you are equally important and valid forms of mothering. And I can think of many women in my life who have poured into me and made me the man that I am today and who continue to push me to grow. To think that a spiritual mother is any less important than a biological one is just not true. Free. <laughs> if anything, the Bible speaks highly of the idea of adoption, right? Especially spiritual adoption. Ephesians 1 talks about us being children of God, God's kingdom through adoption, the spiritual adoption. And number two, the role of the mother comes from God. We are all uniquely created in the image of God, and he has portioned to us different qualities. And women have the unique ability to feel and empathize in a way that men frankly don't. Men have things that they're just different at, they're better at, God has gifted them in their own way, sure. But women, they're just way nicer, usually. <laughs> way more compassionate, way more uh, better at empathizing. And that's not a bad thing, that's a good thing, that God made us different and it should be celebrated, and it should be exercised. You are created in a special way for a special purpose, and God wants to use you to minister to the people around you. So once again, I just want to say that we owe you all a debt of gratitude, that you've changed us, that you've led us, that you've mothered us. And I, I want to recognize that over this past year, mothers have been hit especially hard with uh, the pandemic. They have been running double duty as parents and providers and teachers. So I just want to take a moment and I want to give a round of applause to all the mothers and women in our lives who have made a difference. So women and mothers, I want to encourage you to take some time today just to yourself, to rest, to be built up a little bit. And I also want to encourage you to remember that God has created you this way, that he has cared for you, and that he continues to provide for you. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for your faithfulness and the way that you take care of us like a mother. I also thank you for placing into our lives 
those amazing women who have helped guide us and encourage us and showed us who you are. I just pray that you bring them blessings and continued health. Let us honor them. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen.